Okay, here we go. I don't know why that happened, but it somehow deleted the microphone. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alamin. Allahumma salli wa sallim wa raka lana bina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Allahumma la sahla illa ma ja'alta wa sahla wa la tuba... Allahumma la sahla... Allahumma la sahla ma ja'alta illa ma ja'alta wa sahla wa anta tajlul hazna idha shi'ata sahla Allahumma a'inna ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa sna'i ibadatik. Um... I got all muddled up there because I'm a bit confused about what's happening with the settings here. I don't know what's going on. It doesn't make any sense. I'm even behaving myself as well. Anyway, I just want you to know that the golden rule in this class is don't question the movement in the class. Number one, don't tell me whether it's going good or not good, whether it's a Solange class or a Mesa class or a Marina class. Number two, number three, don't attack Shazad Salim. Speak ill of him question him nothing but the golden rule number four which trumps all of them is that don't hate on AE don't hate on AE because that's just not right that's just colored adab is not right okay because because Shazad he went there and now his entire internet is gone I had to even tell everybody to refresh that's the simple Yanni facts of the matter. You saw Yanni the fact that I had to come in with the whole refresh line. That's because Shazad Salim he stepped and he stepped just too far. And so a man had to be told to slow right down. Okay. No, no, I get attacked all the time. The thing about Shazad is he's a man, he does it straight to my face. Okay? He does it straight to my face. Whereas the rest of them are doing it all sly all the time, little you know, little little digs. Little little you know. Little Yanni, you women know that, don't worry. You women know that very well how to dig someone, Yanni. Alright. So, exactly. Exactly. That's, you see, let them be disappointed. Let them be disappointed. Alright, folks. So, inshallah, today we are going to read from Wa in Tashahud. Alright. And that was the section. Uh, to do with the um, uh, forgetfulness, all right. So we've done now the uh, forgetfulness of forgetting a rukan, and now um, we're going to do the forgetting of an obligation. Yeah. So last week we did obviously raka, or any uh, sorry we did uh, arkan. So any rukan that has been missed, we basically ascertained in yesterday's, uh, uh, last week's lesson, that if you miss any kind of rukan, any kind of pillar, ultimately you're going to end up having to um, stop wherever you are and go back to it, unless in some certain circumstances, because you've come to it already again. And you're always going to do a sajda, and it's going to always be after the salam, because you have increased in the actions of the prayer. That's the generic way of looking at it. Now we're looking at what happens when you forget a obligation. Obligation is slightly different. Okay, so Al Imam Al Hajawi, alayhi rahmatullah, in Zad Al Mustaqni, in this chapter says, "Wa in nasiyat tashahud al awwal wa nahaza wa nahaz lazimahu al rujoo ma lam yantasib qaima. Fa in istatama qaima kuriha rujooohu." وَإِنْ لَمْ يَنْتَصِبْ لَزِمَهُ الرُّجُوعُ وَإِنْ شَرَعَ فِي الْقِرَاءَةِ حَرُمَ الرُّجُوعُ وَعَلَيْهِ السُّجُودِ لِلْكُلْ That is 
yeah it might just be that today but let's just in case we read a bit extra as well that would complete missing out that would complete forgetfulness then we would enter into the last portion of the sujood al-sahu which is doubt wa in shakka fi tarki ruknin fakatarkihi all right i don't think we'll get past that so that's enough all right the translation thereof is uh yeah it's the penultimate it's the fifth paragraph from the bottom so if he forgets the first tashahhud and begins to stand up it is obligatory for him to sit back down as long as he has not stood up straight if he is fully erect it is disliked for him to sit back down however if he is not standing fully straight then he must sit back down if he starts the recitation it is impermissible for him to sit back down regardless the prostration must be offered in all of these cases all right um so that's the only in forgetfulness and we'll speak about that now but just in case in issue of doubt whoever doubts the number of units that they have prayed they should consider it to be the lesser number if one doubts that they have omitted a pillar it is considered as if it has been definitely omitted all right now let me just make sure that that is yeah that's good all right we're up to date yeah we can uh when we get to yeah we'll do that salange wa alaikum assalam rivers what's happening hanufa amina barakallahu fikum yeah we'll do that we'll speak about that i think if, if in fact i think we must speak about that i think it's a very important point so if i don't it's going to be next week anyway but if i don't then make sure you remind me salange right so we're on page 276 um of the commentary and we're starting off with now the uh, we've already started off the concept of forgetfulness but now forgetfulness of the obligations and the sheikh doesn't say that if you leave a obligation then you do this he uses the most common popular example of the obligation in the prayer and in my personal opinion actually but these are both my personal opinions because they're not factual i think that the most common uh opinion the most common obligation that we all know let's have a vote let's have a vote so why not write down in one word or two words or whatever what you think is the most famous obligation in the prayer <laughs> that's how you respond to rivers with gary like muslim mother go on then everybody yeah write down what you think is the your to your mind i'm going to put it out there i'm going to say that the shahud okay i'm putting out that shahud let's just see to your mind what is the most famous obligation in the prayer to you don't talk about the rest of the people to you as far as you're concerned what is the most famous obligation all right and of course when i say tashahhud i mean the tashahhud guys i didn't say arkan someone said sujood that's a rukan someone said fatiha that's a rukan i didn't say rukan i said i said obligation ghafarallahu lakum yani what's going on man alaykum assalam abid oh my god i said obligation man oh my god 
Honestly, what's wrong with you lot, man? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Literally unbelievable. I've had literally four obligations in the responses and I think maybe about 50 people mentioning Arkan. Unbelievable. Anyway, so that was a right, yani royal flipping, whatever, so we can forget that exercise. I never said, why would you think I said Rukan, Rayhan? At what point did you hear me say Rukan? Tell me that. At what point did you hear me say Rukan? I said it so clearly, yani obligation. So clearly I said it, right? That it was untrue. I even said at the beginning that we've done the Arkan, now we're on to obligations. We're off to a bad start, folks. You guys have put me in a bad mood already, man. Now, see, I don't mind people saying intention because, you know, that's just a slight confusion, right? Okay, no, well, I, I'm, I have to tell you, I'm straight out disappointed, man. People went out for sujood and fatiha and this and that, whatever. Anyway. Uh, so intention is a shart, okay, which is different, right? It's not an obligation. It's a precondition, so you can't get an, uh, an obligation is something which is in the actual prayer itself, okay? I don't care how, I don't care how serious it sounds. No, don't make excuses, bro. I know you didn't go there, Warda. I know you didn't go there, all right? Bro, I'm at my own office and I have the footy on. So what? Come on, bro. So, um... What I want to say is that, in my opinion, I think it's the tashahud. Second question is, what is the most common mistake involving an obligation in the prayer? I don't even need to ask that question. It is the tashahud, al-awwal, forgetting it. It's basically people standing up after two raka'ah as opposed to sitting down. Okay? So... Um, with that being said then, that's why Imam al-Hajawi himself has gone into uh, using that as the most popular example, right? So he's not even bothered saying the word, there are people here who want me to say the word wajib and wajibat, okay? Instead of the word English. Your author didn't even bother yani, saying the word obligation or the Arabic one, alright? So no, you can't always have fiqh yani, handed to you in a golden platter with cream and a massage. People have to engage their brains, okay? I, you have to engage your brains. Like, seriously. Uh, we covered Arkan last week. I said we're speaking about Wajibat this week. And anyway, so the the point I wanted to make, and, and Sheikh Uthameen brings attention to it as well. He said that the reason Imam al-Hajjawi has spoken about tashahud is not to try to indicate that this is about tashahud, but rather this is about obligations in the prayer i.e. the wajibat, okay? So, we're going to continue that because it's the best example. However, I want you to imagine that this applies to both the... Uh, uh, it applies to uh, sujood, that it applies it applies to the tasbih and the sujood, it applies to the tasbih and the ruqwa, it's obviously applying to takbir, the various takbir, but they're so unlikely to happen. They're so rare that they happen. It's not even worth considering. As for tashahud al-awwal, the first is all the time, happening all the time, everybody, yeah? Um, and so, what we're we talking about here, what's the scenario? person's praying, and he's meant to be praying a maghrib or a, or a fawraka'a prayer, and he's meant to sit down, and he forgets, and he stands up. Now, depending upon 
how far they stand up. What we've seen from the text, what, and what did he say? He said, in all of the scenarios, whatever's going to happen once you forget to do the tashahud, you have to make a sajda, according to our author, right? Even, as you're going to find out, if he does that tashahud, but depending upon how he gets to it. So, I want you to now understand this conceptually. The Prophet ﷺ, he leads the companions in a prayer, and it is a four prayer. And at some point, well, not at some point, after two raka'ah, he forgets the, you'll see in a second, Zakaria Qabli, it is Qabli, he forgets to sit down for the tashahud. Okay? And so he stands up. In this hadith, the Prophet ﷺ did not do anything but carry on with the prayer. It is because of this, and then afterwards he then, uh, then at the end of the prayer, before he gave taslim, he did the two raka'ah. Okay? So before the taslim, he did the two raka'ah and then he gave the salam. Right. Because the most important lesson in this hadith is that the Prophet ﷺ did not sit back down. So he's forgotten to do the tashahud, but he did not sit back down. Therefore, therefore, we learn our big uh, teaching point in the issue of sujood al that whenever you forget a rukan, you must sit back down or go to it and do it. But whenever you miss an obligation, you are not allowed to go back to it. So it's the exact opposite ruling to the arkan. Okay? You are not allowed to go back to it. If you miss an obligation, you are not allowed to go back to it. Now, the fiqh, the differences now come. What is defined as going back to it? How far do you need to go to be beyond it and now haram to go back to it and how far can you go where you haven't gone far enough and you can still come back to it that's what this chapter this next four pages are going to be about and the sheikh basically in the humbly position gives us the three scenarios so if he were in so if he forgets the tashahud and he gets up starts to get up he must sit back down again so this is yani, recovering the situation as long as he has not stood up okay or he's not started to stand up if he has not started to stand up he must sit back down if he does stand up for, and if he does stand up and he's standing straight standing erect okay straight Okay. It is now disliked. Now, this is where some scholars will say, no, it's haram to go back. But in the Hanbali position, it is disliked to go back. Meaning that you shouldn't go. But if you did go back, then it's fine. But it's makroo. Okay. 
And according to the Hanabila, the haram point of going back, meaning now is done is done, you go forward, is once you start into the next rukam, right? Once you start into the recitation. And that goes back to the difference of opinion is whether the standing in of itself is that a rukan or not. Obviously for them, this is just a means to an end and therefore that next rukan is even though it's a state of standing, but it is the recitation of Fatiha while standing. So therefore, when the so then he says, And if he starts the recitation, it is haram for him to go back. And there's going to be a sajda in all. Now that's important. There's going to be a sajda in all. Yani, even if you do go back and recover the situation, and you go and you try to make the... Uh, 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 if you go and try to make the sajda, uh, the tashahud, the if you try to go back and now do that first tashahud, you still have to do a, a, a sajda. Now, I don't want to make it out to be flippant, and I don't want to devalue the sajda, the, the tashahud, right? But there is no reason why you should go back to do the tashahud. That's what I want you to understand. Yeah? Because you have to do a sajda anyway. You've messed up the prayer anyway. You have to make a istighfar and a sujood sahu for your absent-mindedness regardless. Alright? That's even, according to the Hanbalis, that's even if you are like just on your haunches on your haunches meaning that you are starting to get up and yani move moving upwards but you're nowhere near standing up some scholars like in fiqh salah what i basically am um, kind of like uh, what i would present it as is that if a person was looking at you would they say you're closer to sitting down or standing up so that's also a way of kind of trying to understand it so certainly in my uh, in my in my position that if a person is closer to sitting than standing they're like not even gone beyond halfway yeah the thighs have left the the, the legs the 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 the, 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 the the calves so your thighs you know when people stand up you go forward and then your 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 thighs and your 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 calves are in contact and then as you get up then obviously your 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 thighs then leave the the the, the forelegs and then your forelegs become then straight and your thighs become straight. So at that point, like this, yeah, they separate. Okay? So when it separates, this is you now proper starting to stand up. Now according to this, he uh, must go back. Must go back. But if he stands up, he can still go back, but it's makru. If he starts reciting, game over, it's haram. I hope that, that makes sense. Okay, let me just read some of the commentary, and then we can then do some. Let me let me let me read. That's my explanation. Now let's what Sheikh Uthameen say from that. Sarah has written some uh, thingy. So in general, if you miss a wajib and you remember as you are moving into the next action, you must stop and go back to that wajib. If you are not yani significantly on the way, uh, it's clear, etc. If you miss a wajib and you remember. After you have reached the position of the next action, it is disliked to go back to that wajib, correct? And if you miss a wajib and you have started the next action, it is impermissible to go back to that wajib. And the sajda is before taslim in all of these scenarios. That is absolutely the uh, uh, that is that is the 
character scenario. All right. Okay. And of course, it's assuming it's a rukun of, of the next action is being assumed to be a rukun of the prayer. Okay. Correct, Iram. That's the most important point. Is that even if you catch the 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 uh, the shahud, uh, the wajib here, even if you go back and catch it, you still have to do the sujud sahu anyway. So a person might say, "Well, why would I go back?" And that's fair enough. But you must go back if you've not got up. All right, because if you've not got up, you're still there. You get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, we're coming to that, Mirza. And uh, I keep, yeah, no, honest to God, I hate you when you got Mirza at the front, man. Danish, you fish. That's the man. I hate calling you Mirza. I'm going to call you Gary from now on. Right. So, let's now summarize what Sheikh uh, basically uh, uh, says. In these three scenarios, he remembers before he actually gets up. Right? So, he's only halfway. He must go back. He must complete the prayer. He must give the sajda. In the second scenario, the Sheikh says, he remembers after he stood up, but before he started the reciting. He shouldn't go back because he has actually separated from the tashahud completely and he has already actually got to the next rukan. He's actually got to the next rukan and he shouldn't go back. This is personally my position and the class position as well. He shouldn't go back. I don't say haram, this, that, whatever, but it's done. Once he's standing up, yani the tashahud is gone. The idea of having to start the next rukan is almost like a, um, like a, well, that's like gone, gone, gone. Do you know what I mean? But technically, once you've moved into a standing position, you've left the shahud now. Yeah? I, I, I just want to say that my personal interpretation of this is that if you are more standing than sitting, like, you know, you're like almost like in a ruku kind of position on the way back up. So still not standing straight. Okay? Even in that scenario, I'm not going to go back, sit back down again. That's too far gone. And a number of the contemporary scholars take that position. And I just want you to... to I'm just saying that now, okay? But let me just... Uh, we'll get to that in a second. And then in the third scenario, he remembers about the tashahud after he's recited the, started reciting Salatul Fatiha. And here, it is absolutely not possible for you to go back. It is 100% haram. You've absolutely yani, gone past the tashahud and that's it, okay? All right. And then... Uh, you have to do the sajda in all of these scenarios okay in all of these kind of scenarios sheikh says there is another scenario that's not been mentioned by the author and that's a fourth scenario and that is uh, 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 and the reason that's not been mentioned is because in this scenario the the sajda is the the, the sujood is not obligatory and that is if you are sitting down or so you you're just coming up from tashahud from uh, sajda after two raka'ah, you need to sit down for tashahud and you are getting ready to stand, but you don't stand at all. You don't even get onto haunches or you don't even lift up yani, from the floor or anything. Um, and and uh, Sheikh actually defines it as saying that the thighs don't even separate from the calves. So we're still like, you know, we could be on our haunches, right? We could be on our, like, I don't know if you guys can see. Can you see anything from here? But I'm like, how am I going to do this? You're not going to see anything, are you? Can you see that? Yeah. Anyway. One second. I think maybe here. Alright, so if you look... 
if I'm in this scenario here, right? That's not very clear either, frankly. You're in this scenario here. You can see my, my black socks, right? If I've come up from Sujood, right? And I'm in this scenario, my, my, my thighs are in line with my... Uh, uh, my thighs are touching my calves. Now, this is a seated position anyway, right? Now, I could be sitting for tashahud like this anyway, right? Now, normally, obviously, we're going to be in this state, you know, sitting flat on the... the I, can't, I can't show it any other way, by the way, folks, okay? So don't ask for any other way because there's no space. But if I was to now be in this position here with my uh, right foot up and my left yani flat, that's something different, Right? But because if I come back into this position, I'm pretty much set for tajahud. But it's very possible that I am on my two feet, yeah? I'm on my two feet like that. So like I am right now. And so if I'm on my haunches like I am like now, I stand up like this. Now you can see that separation of, of thigh and calf, yeah? That's separation. But even with my... Even with my uh, I, I'm, this is me on the floor. This is my knees on the floor. This is my knees off. And I'm just on my uh, balls of my feet. Yeah? My thighs and my things have not separated. So even in this position, I'm definitely sitting. I'm sitting. Right? And the, 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 the author in the text starts when I get up. And my thighs start to separate from my calves. Sheikh Uthameen says a fourth scenario would be if I'm in this position... And, I'm, and I rock backwards to start getting up. You know, maybe my, even my knees start to kind of, you know, get up. And I might, you know, just be in that position. Or, you know, like some people do when they come up from Sajda. They're in that kind of position. And, you know, they're leaning backwards. And this could be, oh, just sit back down. Or it could be, get up. You get my point? So, in that particular scenario, as I said... The fourth scenario that Sheikh Uthameen is talking about is that if a person is still seated, seated and has not got up and hasn't in any way kind of shown getting up, then this point he just carries on with the tashahud and he doesn't do a sajda. That's the learning point. All right. But the author didn't mention it because it's not uh, because there's no sajda tsahu involved in it. And back to the point of how far is it when a person should you know not sit back down again. I think that if a person gets to this stage, and I've always said, if there's some contact with the floor, so he's got a hand on the floor, or he's got, you know, he's still kind of getting up, then I think this is closer to sitting, right? But once the hand comes up, I'm pretty much, Yani, along the opinion, once your hand gets off the floor, once you're starting to get space and whatever, whatnot, I think it's too, too late. Once you've gone, Yani, you know, higher, and uh, all the rest of it, okay, then I think it's too late. Alright, by the way Shaz, I don't think it's hot enough this uh, thing, that's what I wanted to say to you, this uh, heat pad, it's, it is good, 40 quid though Shaz, I think you let me down again there Shaz, because um, Shaz I think I paid that much for the whole double bed thing man, the, 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 that's much hotter, 9 level 9 or whatever. But this is the portable one, isn't it? So I think that's where it's going to have its value. Right, so... So Sheikh basically says... If he tries to get up... But he doesn't actually move and he remembers... 
So he just remains where he is and it is not obligatory for him to do the sajda sahu. Not obligatory. Is it legislated for him to do so? Well, again, back to that previous argument that we had about people that would do a sajda because uh, you just don't feel right that you went into that little moment of, of ghafla, of heedlessness and you forgot the obligation. Um, uh, uh, then of course it's okay for you to do it, yeah. But it's not obligatory. That's the basic the the the, the learning point. Yeah. And the reason that there is no obligatory, uh, listen exactly, man. There's no cussing of Shazadi anyway when it comes to these things. He knows the inequality, but he pays like things. Just you know what I mean. We're simple. We any log we are, hand to mouth, hand to what? What's that? What did he supposed that phrase? Ah, <laughs> uh, to move with the kings, to move with the kings. Right. So the reason it's not obligatory, folks, is because there is no addition to the prayer, and there has been no subtraction from the prayer. There is no doubt. About where you are in the prayer. These are the three reasons that you have a sujood sahu, right? So you either took something away from the prayer, you either added something to the prayer, or you've got a uh, some doubt about where you are and what you've done. There is no doubt. You know that you are meant to do the sujood, uh, the shahud, and you caught it just in time. But you were just heedless for just one second and remembered that you had to do it. So that's the only why it's not obligatory. All right. Um, so therefore. The, the, the Sheikh says that therefore, according to this, therefore, there are four then scenarios that we can complete complete this with. Okay, in these four scenarios, the um, returning back to tashahud is either haram, it's either makru, it's either obligatory, and in the fourth one, it's yani maskutan uh, anhu means that yani it's up to you what you want to do. You can do the sajda if you want, but it's not obligatory. Okay. The haram is once you start yani, the, um, the, 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 the haram is if you start the recitation and if you did that of course that means you, you are intentionally going back intentionally after you've moved on to the next part and that's going against what the Prophet ﷺ did and that's what would invalidate uh, the, the prayer. If he does that knowingly he invalidates the prayer. Okay. If he goes back, not only haram, but he invalidates the prayer if he knows what he's doing. If he does it out of jahl, then that's something else. And um, and the makru one is it is that if a person stands up and he does not in, and he does not start the qira'a, and if he doesn't, then it's okay. He can come back, and uh, the prayer is not invalidated because he has not done haram. Some of the scholars, all right. Some of the Hanabila amongst them again, okay, and it's narrated in Al Mughni the differences on this issue. They said it is haram to go back if a person stands up. Whether, yani, sawa'un, 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 okay, shara'a fil qara'a am lam yashra'a, okay, that, yani, this is um, regardless of whether um, he recites, starts the recitation, or doesn't start the recitation. Because he has gone into a different uh, position. Sheikh says this is what is closer to the truth. And that is, as I said to you before, that has always been my position. It is the position of a number of contemporary scholars. So we consider we consider it yani, to be 
we consider it to be um, uh, a more accurate yani, representation. Okay? A more accurate representation, inshallah. That's the class position. The wajib is um, if you've not yani, uh, got up, but you're during, doing it during the pr uh, process, then you would um, sit back down as long as it's not too far up. And like I said, I use like the measure of hand. You know, if I'm not any yani, too far up with the hand or whatever. And the fourth scenario, right? Um, this is interesting what Sheikh Uthameen says. Okay, so look at this. He says, well, you know, some of the scholars, you know, we're talking about whether it's obligatory or not. Some of the scholars said that uh, 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 this is referring to just before your thighs separate from your, your, your calves. And some of them said that this is before your knees leave the floor. And Sheikh says that both of these are pretty much similar. Sheikh says, because to be honest, if a person's knees have come off the floor, then he's on the way up. And if he has, and if his thighs and his thingies have got separated, then he's on the way up. But if he doesn't even move in any of these scenarios, okay, then... Uh, 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 you know, there's no such that. Now, I just want to say myself that because there's no evidence on this issue, this is entirely ishtihad about what is definition of standing, certain standing. I'm comfortable that you make your own decision. I think that's important for us as an LP class. Like when you're explaining this to other people who don't have this kind of luxury of explaining of understanding the thing in detail, then you explain how you want. But I want you to understand for yourself, all of you, that there is no evidence to ascertain or to cancel out any of these positions but there's a principle and the principle is is that if you are pretty much standing up if you are more standing than sitting yeah then you shouldn't be coming back and if you are nowhere near the 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 the, the, the standing more like sitting then you should um then you should definitely sit back down and there would be such that in all of these but where is a scenario where you haven't made a mistake? Where it, what is that scenario where you shouldn't even have to think about doing this sujood because no, I just haven't done anything wrong. I remembered before. And I think in that sense, in that scenario, it's like the example that I gave where where you are st you are just on the cuff or the cusp, I should say, of standing up. And I would definitely believe that the knees should remain on the ground for that. Okay. And that you are in that kind of on your two feet like that but you haven't got up off the floor so you haven't even entered into a like a scenario right you haven't even entered into the problem yet so i think that's okay i i i you know i i like that and you should be the your judge uh, your judge of that and it's important for it to be said that whatever we've said about all of this as i as i, as I explained earlier on this is not just about the tashahud. This refers to the tasbih and the ruqua. So for example, if you went into ruqua and you forgot to say Subhana Rabbi al right, in ruqua. So you went into ruqua and you were just silent. It could happen. That could happen. All right. Um, and then you started to uh, 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 get up. Stand up, I mean. When you stand up, okay, if you remember, so you're you're in Ruqwa, and if you start to go like that, and then you remember, you must go back. 
and say Subhana Rabbil Azim. So, if I'm in uh, 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 Ruku'ah, okay, so if I'm in Ruku'ah, and so, so I'm, I'm praying Salah, Allahu Akbar, and I'm just like here, and I'm thinking, all right, and I don't, and I don't say anything. And then I'm like, and I haven't said Samya Allahu Liman Hamida, by the way, okay, so I'm like this, right, about to go Samya Allahu Liman Hamida, right, but so I am here. I have to go back and say Subhanahu Rabbil Azim. But if in the scenario where I come into Ruku'a and I now go, alright, and I haven't said Samya Allahu Liman Hamida, but I'm about to say it, okay, Samya Allahu Liman Hamida, it's now too late. The late is not because I am saying Samya Allahu Liman Hamida, but because I'm standing up. Because I'm standing up. So even if I said, if I said that, right? Because Hamida is a statement like takbir, like when we say Allahu Akbar, it's a during the action statement. And so is also Hamida, right? It's a during the action. So even if you said Hamida, if you are if you but you are still closer to the Ruku'ah then standing, you would go, huh? Oh, Subhana Rabbil Azim, Subhana Rabbil Azim, Subhana Rabbil Azim, Samiyallahu liman hamida. But you would have to do sajda. You'd have to do sajda just like we've said for all of the other, um, just like we've said for all the other. Just why I think Shaz is an absolute nightmare. Absolute nightmare, yara. What kind of rubbish is this, man? Custom shares, man. Bakwas you made me buy. Anyway, right. So, so I hope that, that makes sense, folks. Uh, so he has to do that. All right. Now, if he stands up straight. Okay, if he stands up straight, it's too late. It's finished now. That's it. He doesn't have now the permission to go back. Okay. If you are about to miss a wajib and go into the following rukan, but then you remember there are wajib there, but and and but there is a minimal movement to that effect. You continue the wajib, and there is no such thing. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, Samiya is not the cutoff point. It is the next rukan which is the cutoff point, not the, the obligatory uh, point. Remember, Samiya Allahu is not a rukan of the prayer. All right? Okay. So, um, and then for example, Subhana Rabbil A'la, if you are in the sujood, right, and you forget that, and you are on the, but you haven't stood up yet. Then you go back to it. But if you remember it, once you've stood up, you ignore it. Yeah, and I want you to see, I want you to basically be relaxed about the obligatory. You should be stressed about the arkan and relaxed about the obligations. If you're a little bit yani, further down, you just leave it because you're going to have to make a sajda. That's the whole beauty of the sajda. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us the gift of sujood as 
to fill up what we've missed. So you shouldn't stress about it. I missed it. I missed the Subhan Rabbi al I missed the Subhan Rabbi al I missed the Tashahud. I missed the Takbir. That's what the... Uh, uh, um, and the reason you don't feel stressed about it is because it's being covered for you. If you're praying by yourself, you're, cover, you're, you're, you're covering it through the sujood al-sahu. If you're praying behind an imam, he covers it for you, as we're going to come to at the end of this chapter. So this is the irony. Not the irony, the beautiful point. That if you're praying in a jama'ah behind an imam, and you forget to say subhana rabbi al-azim, or what it does. It does water it down, Zakaria. But I don't think it waters down the obligation part. It waters down it from an arkan point. Because it's an obligation. It's an absolute obligation. The power of the Imam has been sucked, yani, and the barakah has been sucked into fulfilling your problem. For it to be moved from there to you, you shows how important your action was. For you by praying by yourself, obligated to make that sujood sahu If you don't do that, you have to do the whole prayer again. Right? We'll come to that later as well. If you don't do the sujood at the end, we're in a big issue. So nobody's watered down the importance of the obligation. We've watered down the importance of this act from Arkan to this concept of obligation. So now we have a real tangible difference of Arkan and Wajibat that you can really now see right in front of you. But absolutely, the Imam will never be able to cover uh, missing a Rukhim. All right. And even that, there's some discussion. All right. Even that, it's some discussion. Salam says, if you straighten up just a bit and bend the back right away, isn't it too early to mandate the sujood al-sahu? Yes, it is. If you're just yani, on your movement, you haven't really done anything. We're talking about someone who's closer to the yani, the position. Cl closer to standing. It's not about single movement, little bit of movement. You've got to make your judgment call. You've got to know that it's haram to come back when I'm standing. Alright? It's haram when it's standing. No, the Fatiha is not included in that discussion because there is a valid discussion on whether the Imam saying it for you has lifted it from you. We're talking about forgetfulness, not something intentional always. Um, yeah, so, and then Sheikh says, uh, and obviously you know that that's according to the humbly position that between the two sajda when you're sitting down, that that's an obligation. You know that we don't consider that to be an obligation, but assuming that it is, okay, if he forgot it until he went into the sajda, okay, until he went into the second sajda, then he doesn't go back and he must do the sujood. So therefore, we have our principle. Make your own analogy wherever you need it. فَكُلُّ مَنْ تَرَكَ وَاجِبًا حَتَّى فَارَقَ مَحَلَّهُ إِلَى الرُّكْنَ الَّذِي يَلِيهِ فَإِنَّهُ لَا يَرْجِعُ وَلَكِنْ عَلَيْهِ السُّجُودِ لِهَذَا النَّقْصِ وَيَكُونَ السُّجُودِ قَبْلَ السَّلَامِ This is the thing to remember. This is the golden principle and the rule. That whenever you leave an obligatory action, whenever you leave an obligatory action to the extent that you have now moved on from its position, to the next pillar, to the next rukan, then you do not go back. You must do the sujood sahu two prostrations for forgetfulness before the taslim. That's it. Simple rule.
if you've not got to that position, then you're still within the nearby zone. It's okay for you to go back, even though it's not necessary. And if you're super close to that position and then you haven't moved from it much at all, then you would then stay there anyway. Or you'd like, you know, you'd complete it because you've remembered it. I think don't overcomplicate it. Honestly, it's really simple at this point. Yeah, don't overcomplicate it. Um, can we, Hamza says, can we say then as a general principle, the underlying this is that one does not go from a rukan to a wajib due to its lesser nature. One does not go from a rukan to a wajib due to its lesser nature. Yeah, yeah, you, you could say that. Yeah. If in, if in rukur, and don't say tasbih and about to stand up, but remember you are closer to rukur than standing, then you would go back to rukur and you would say the tasbih, but you would also do the sujood, the sahu, even though you did the tasbih, correct sadaf. That's the same for all of these scenarios. Whether you went back down and did the tashahud, whether you went back down and did your subhanahu rabbil azim, or the subhanahu rabbil any obligation that you are close to going back to, one, you must go back to it, two, you do the sajda of a sahu, regardless whether you miss it or not, whether you miss it or not. All right. If a person asks, why are you doing sujood asahu if you go back to it and you fulfilled it? At the very least, it's because you forgot and a significant level of forgetfulness. We said it's already legislated for that anyway. But what obligates it is that you have added actions to the prayer. There has added actions into the actual prayer. All right. So that's the resitting, the restanding, the, all this kind of stuff. So that's the only the common sense behind it. But anyway, even if we understand it with common sense or don't understand the common sense, it doesn't matter. That's the facts. All right. People who can't stand, they don't have. Uh, there's, there's no, there's, has nothing to. This has nothing to do with people who have problems in the prayer. This is people who are about able people. People who don't stand, they don't do sujood sahu if they can't stand or they have disabilities. They pray in their state. Um, so here we do two sajda before any taslim. Am I correct in thinking that we said that when we add something, we do the one taslim first and then correct? Yeah, this is what we call qabli and ba'di. Okay, right? Uh, or uh, uh, meaning that you do it before qabli. This is just nicknames. It's not a, 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 an Islamic term. So before or after. Okay, before or after. The scholars always differed over before or after, before or after, which one is it going to be? I want to say to you that the matter is flexible. However, if you're going to be academic about it, then it is before it is whenever you forget something. If you forget something, you miss out an obligation. Even if you fix it, it is to be done. Even if you end up then doing extra actions, even so, it's an exception to the general rule. And if you add actions, all additions, correct, then that's to be done afterwards. All right? In your scenario, having missed the Subhanahu Rabbil Azim in Ruku'ah, started saying Sami Allah Alim Hamid, but not stood up straight yet, gone back to say what you missed in Ruku'ah, then say Sami Allah Alim Hamid again, in doing that latter wajib twice, but due to the omission of the wajib in Ruku'ah, are you to do Sajda Sahu before or after Taslim? That's the question, and it's a very good one, and I've answered it already. Yeah? Tell me what the answer is. I'm not going to say anything, but I'll get a drink. What's the answer, folks? I want unanimous answer on that. What's the answer on that? 
Correct. 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 Well done. And the reason the question was important is because from an aql point of view, it should be after. Because you've done two samiyallahu liman hamidas. You've done an up and a down and a this and a that. But as we said before, whenever the root cause of it was the forgetfulness or the leaving out of an obligation, when it gets recovered, it is done before. Well done, everybody. And always we will forgive your mistake. No problem. Um, we've got time. We've got time. Let's enter. I thought that we might be able to start. Woman shakka. If you couldn't redeem yourself with that answer, to be honest, Danish, yeah? But anyway. So, whoever has now doubts, okay? Yeah. And I'm going to take this like Sheikh Uthameen. I'm going to take this like Sheikh Uthameen. In that... Um, I'm not going to jump into the explanation of the fiqh, but I'm going to just take it according to how he wants to speak, because he wants to talk about shak for a little bit. He says, this is the third and the final reason for sujood sahu Okay? Um, and Sheikh says that when you want to deal with the issue of doubt, there are three... Um, There are three principles. Yeah, honey. Three principles. Or three maxims. Al-Qa'idatul Ula. The first Qa'idah. Ida kana shakku ba'd intihaa salah, fala ibra bihi illa an yatyakana naqs, aw ziyada. If, so this is three principles in the issue of doubt concerning the prayer. That's how you could yani, entitle this sub kind of section. The first principle is that if the doubt is after the prayer has ended, then it is just discarded. The doubt is discarded. Excuse me. Except if it is absolutely certain that a person omitted something for the prayer or added something to the prayer. But then it wouldn't be doubt, would it? Okay. So I repeat again. If there is some doubt about something in the prayer after the prayer has finished, and it was a doubt. It was a doubt. It's a doubt. It didn't appear in the prayer. It was only after you sat in there, you're musing and you're thinking, and now it's come to your head. It's a doubt. It's to be discarded. Because the only thing that should be considered after the prayer is a definite omission and a definite addition. Okay? An example of that is... He gives a salam. He's now thinking, did I pray three or did I pray four? Right? He's meant to be praying dhuhr. He's now given salam. He's finished the prayer. Did I do three or did I do four? We say, just throw it away. Don't even consider this doubt. It's not to be given uh, uh, doubt. It's not given any credence. Throw it away. No sajda to be made. No prostrations. No consideration. Off you go home. Okay? And that's because this prayer has been completed according to how it has been legislated. And 
there is no reason for you to question that. Okay. Um, once the musalli has given the salam, there is now no issue for him. The prayer is complete and he is now free of any, uh, 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 he is absolved of any responsibility. Okay. Another example. Sheikh says, لو شك في عدد أشواط الطواف بعد أن فرغ من الطواف هل طاف سبعا أم ستة persons doing umrah enters in does his seven tawafs comes out the other side and he's walking off Yani to go and drink zamzam he's like did I do six or did I do seven this is after he's he's left it now he's moved on to zamzam he's moved on to done two rakah he's going off to say now did I do six or do I do seven Sheikh Uthameen says that not to be thingy, just ignore it. This was worse. It's just to be, it's not, he's not saying it's was worse, but it's to be ignored. Okay? Because he's finished from the tawaf exactly as he was meant to have done it. We have rules. The rules are if you have doubt during it, you build upon the lesser number, as we're going to see. Do this, do that, blah, blah, blah. But when you finished, you finished. The doubt didn't come in the right time. The doubt came in the wrong time. Sorry, doubt. You missed your boat, mate. Later. Right? That's basically what we're saying. Another example. Uh, He's talking about now, for example, how many did I hit the uh, 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 in the stoning of the pillars in Hajj? He, you, you have to start off with seven. You have seven ready. You stone it with seven. He finishes. Then he says, "Did I hit with six or did I hit with seven? Yeah, and he, it's it's what's going on. Yeah, you know I'm trying to say. So. You ignore this, that act of worship has been completed in its own manner. Is doubt to be treated like was was Not at all. I mean, not at all. It's not the same. Okay? But it's true, honestly. Doubt can sometimes become was was Right? In principle, doubt is very real. It's not yani was was But doubt then becomes was was where you start to just keep questioning yourself in normative scenarios. You should not be questioning yourself after you've finished. You should be questioning yourself inside. That's why definitely I agree it should be put on a t-shirt. Sorry, doubt, you missed your boat later. Right? And Solange, it's not even so technically as a what step am I done or finished. Tawaf is tawaf. Once it's completed, it's completed. Once you walk away from it, once you've now started to go to the Salah, or drink the zamzam. Zamzam obviously is a sunnah only. It's not an act per se. And so is the sunnah, the prayer as well. This is not necessarily the legal cutoff. It is from when you have moved on from it. And it's like complete according to its legal terms. Like what's the definition of tawaf? The definition of tawaf is seven times around. Right? That's it. Alright? Now, okay. So now you're asking different questions. Now let's go to the second qaida. القائدة الثانية إذا كان الشك وهما 
أي طرع على الذهن ولم يستقر. Okay. If the doubt is just waswas, it's just يعني voices, it's just يعني وهم. وهم is just كلام فاضي. Basically just uh, you know however waswaham. No, just ideas, just you know musings. Yeah, it's just you kind of right. It's not actual doubt that's built upon something. And by the way, Mace is going to help us out here. Inshallah, we covered doubt in immense detail, right? In year X, blah blah blah. Mesa, do your thing, okay? Um, we made tables, charts, what doubt is, is built upon something, blah, 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 blah. Imagination, thank you, Ibrahim. I said, like, you know, just musings, just nonsense, yeah? So, um, that uh, will give you a bit more, yeah, and people can revise that before next week's lesson when we go full in, yeah? Anyway, uh, Sheikh says that if it's just this kind of nonsense, that's also discarded. So now we second scenario, second qaida, inside the prayer, any kind of doubt which is just fleeting thoughts and just imagination, just gossip to your head, just you chatting to yourself, rubbish, it is also to be ignored. Okay. And this is the the oh, mashaAllah Rahman. She Zakir Naik, what a disrespect to Mesa. Are you kidding me? Zakir Naik hasn't got squat on our Mesa when it comes to notes. MashaAllah Tabarakar Rahman. So, Sheikh says something really interesting here. He goes, if the people were to obey their fleeting thoughts and their imagination, they would be ruined. They'd be wrecked in their prayer. They would be wrecked in their prayer. Yani, I want to say to you that this is why one of the primary uh, solutions to waswas, and I'm not talking about doubt now. Okay, doubt is, listen, waswas and doubt are two, you know, I, I, it's almost like, before I go into number three, in fact, let me do number three, then I'll have this little chat. Al-Qaidat al-Thalitha. Okay, the third principle. Um, if the doubts reach such a level that it just doubt after doubt after doubt after doubt, that it starts to make this person do anything, do nothing except that he has doubt in it. So everything that the person thinks about or does, there's doubt. There's doubt. Like when he makes wudu, he is doubting. And when he and he prays, he is doubting. He don't know whether he covered this. Did I wash my arm or not? Did I in our prayer? Did I do this or not? Did I whatever? And when he's fasting, did I uh, drink enough or not? Did was I too late? Yani, did I miss the sun? Uh, did I miss fajr or not? And uh, did I uh, go, you know have I just done this or not? Whatever. This is also to be thrown out. Just completely ignore it. This is a level of no actual doubt. And I'm glad that I decided to cover this first before I speak about what I want to say. This is to be ignored. Why? As Sheikh said, this is a sickness. This is an illness. Right? This is a problem. This is an actual problem. This is not, this is like a disability actually. Right?
يعني, when a person is at this level because this is never how a human is meant to be to be doubting all their acts let alone their acts of worship let alone acts of worship يعني, which are being done in a normative fashion even more so when someone tells him that by the way this is fine and they carry on and that's يعني, when a person has now fallen apart he's got no يعني, objective standard of normal or normality and this is يعني, like a uh, 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 uh. Yeah, that's a that's a problem. Okay. So then, what's left then? What's left is actual doubt, and there are four types of doubt that the Sheikh Okay, the number of rakat. Now, before that—that's now the next the next uh, uh, sentence. Now, before I start this, I want to have a you know make a decision after this whether we stop or not. But I just want to say something. You know, uh, when you're in a position of a community and uh, people come to ask you questions, you know that you have like a top five or a top three. Uh, that you just get again and again and again and again. Music is always there and beards is always there and uh, working blah blah in a bank and all the rest of it. But what's worse is at least top three, right? What's worse is top three. Whether it's what's worse in whether a person and is dripping, especially males, uh, 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 you know, um, have I washed my private parts enough? I feel wetness, blah blah blah, or whether it's what's worse concerning um, that their prayer they don't this it's all it's all over the place, etc. etc. You know, it's just so um, dominant in so many different aspects of the acts of worship. Prayer specifically has its own yani, uh, kind of categories. When we're talking about what's worse in the prayer. We're talking about that in which a person has no idea what they're doing, which is the rarer type. And then the most common type is that a person is not in any kind of presence in the prayer. Okay? It's not, it's, he's not in any kind of presence. Um, and what's so important for us, students of knowledge, to get out to the masses, family members, community, is that what's worse is just the most despicable of shaitan's tools it's straight out of his toolbox par excellence yani it is his number one yani it's his pliers basically right it is his you know uh, multi-purpose tool you know there's a saying if you're going to be a tool at least be a plier that's copyright, by the way. Okay, I want you to copyright that. You hear anybody ever say that you know that that came from me? Okay, because to be a tool is a waste of time, a waste of time, and a waste of space. But if you're going to be a tool, right? You know, when you get the whole tool analogies, it's all very negative, right? He's a flipping tool, that guy is. Yeah, that's what we, he's a plum, and he's not the brightest spanner in the toolbox, right? That's yeah, and he, again, it's a cuss. So I just want to say, if you're going to be a tool, meaning if you're going to be a, uh, 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 you're going to be useless, yeah, then at least be a plier. The beautiful thing about a plier is that it's the most useful of all tools. It 
Yeah, and he, you know what I mean? A spanner. Why is a spanner pointless? Because anybody who's done any DIY knows. Waste of time that yeah, you have this flipping uh, spanner. Okay? This spanner, you only use it for number 14 and you need a 15. Or you need a 12. And you didn't ever... Yeah, and it, okay, the spanner is definitely the right thing to do that nut. And appliers is very difficult to do it. But at least the pliers will give it a go. And the pliers will be able to, you know, open it up wide or bring it, get a grip on it. This, this, that, whatever. Anyway. So. So. I forgot what I was talking about, man. Anyway, I want to say that this dog shaitan, he knows that waswas messes a person up big time. And it's upon us to basically say, you've got to get in control and not allow shaitan to have a field day with you. Right? He mustn't be given the confidence that you are considering the waswas. And this is the statement I was going to make before. And it sounds really weird, but now it will make sense. Doubt is actually a beautiful thing. Doubt is a real thing. You've got to see it like Yani, like a celebrated thing. It's a proper thing. When you have doubt and you know you have doubt, you should be happy that you've got doubt because you know it's not what's worse. Because what's worse is complete lies, complete nonsense. Shaitan's absolute desperate attempts for, for him to ruin your mind, to psychologically break you down, right? Whereas doubt is very real. I either did three or I did four. And I can't, I'm not sure whether I did three or four. I know I've definitely done three, but I might have done four. I'm going to go with three because of the doubt. That doubt doesn't come up to you and say, did I recite Fatiha? Did I, uh, was I looking the right way? Was I looking down enough? Was I, um, was I, th was I concentrating enough? Was I, I didn't think about my dinner, did I? I didn't, what? that doubt doesn't play and destroy your, your, your life. It doesn't make you any, you know, Make you keep changing your underwear, saying that it's polite, it's polite, it's polite. That a dog came, it's polite. He's, you know, doubt is based upon actual principles. You know, like, 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 uh, I'll give a maths example. Mesa Bajari, and he, obviously she hasn't even said one word in the last half hour because Miskina, she's searching through the whole of seventeen thousand pages trying to find the section. I feel bad about that, but many people will benefit from it. Okay, but. I, I want you to know that when you see that section, you'll see that it's about, um, uh, uh, you'll see that it's numbers. Bro, bro, if it's under uh, 50%, we're in a, if it's like 40%, that's doubt. That's check. Now, 40% is not certainty at all, right? We all know that. Okay, we don't. We, it's not certainty at all, but it. But it's doubt, bro. Forty percent is a lot. You know, if you were talking about forty percent in any other field or arena, like a profit share, for example, in a business, or 
the 40% dirty, your kameez, or or 40% whatever, or 30%, or whatever. This is a lot. Meaning that doubt, when we classify something as doubt, it is going to be based upon numbers, on stats, on real, real substance. 10, 20%, 30%, 40%. It's real. What's worse, Oham, Waham, it's just lies and nonsense. It's like, you know, just just complete nonsense. Do you get what I'm trying to say? It's something which you've got to you've got to understand that in fact even better what Oasis just said. Sixty percent, fifty percent, forty nine Yani doubt has got basis. Right? That's why I'm saying that the millions of people that have doubt have no psychological issues, no problems with their acts of worship. No, I don't want to, you know, I don't, I, I'm just going to give myself as an example, but I don't, I, I give myself as an example purely just to illustrate the point. I'm the most sinful and the most uh, miskin of people. But alhamdulillah, I do not suffer from any waswasa whatsoever. But when when that dog comes to me, I slap him so hard, that stupid dog, flipping dog. Get your dirty, dirty dog face out, out of here. You know, what? I look, I pity his, 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 I pity him when he puts worse, worse. Doubt, I get plenty of doubt all the time. Three, four, I kind of think, you know what? Oh, it's one of those, man. I can't believe he got me there, man. He actually got me there. I've, I, I took my eye off the ball. Took my eye off the ball, and I can't remember now whether I'm in the third or fourth. Right? I'm gonna assume it the third. That's the Sunnah. That's the Hadith. Take it as the th uh, three, and then build upon it. It never went anything beyond that. I never had a negative experience uh, as a result of that. I knew exactly where I went wrong. I blamed myself there and then. Shame, uh, or how do you say it? bloody thing? Fool me once, shame on me. No, shame on you. Whatever the heck it is, Yara. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Whatever the same the, the saying is. If I get done in Dhuhr, my Asr is not getting done. Believe me. I'm not getting done. I'm not getting you know, played like a kippa in my Asr. This is not doubt is part and parcel of life. The Prophet and I don't want to celebrate it, celebrate it. Okay, I just literally did a bush, by the way, right? I literally did a bush. Why are we cussing bush when I did a bush, right? <laughs> but, but, you know, by the way, the other, uh, yesterday, yesterday, it was the 20th anniversary of Muntasar Zaidi. Who remembers the legend Muntasar Zaidi? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. That's exactly what I wanted to say, and I think I did say it. Right? I think I got it right. Okay, don't Yanni. Right? Okay. So, um, what was I saying? I forgot what I was saying. My point is, is that doubt is normal. The Prophet ﷺ recognizes it as normal. We shouldn't make it abnormal. When it happens, we we kick into action. We kick our process into action and we fix it. 
Waswas is to be ignored. Nobody prays the perfect prayer. Nobody should be thinking that at the end of the prayer that was poor, I need to do it again. Who, tell, who makes you think that anybody has a prayer that they're happy with? If the justification is because I'm not happy with or not happy with, then it's game over, isn't it? Nobody's prayer is great. So those are a few kind of statements around uh, doubt. I think I'm going to stop there, to be honest. Okay. Um, and we'll do some Q&A. Muntasar Zaidi. Muntasar Zaidi is the guy who chucked the chapel at George Bush. Correct. Shoes, in fact. Joeria says, when you say doubt is a beautiful thing, you don't mean doubt in one's faith, surely. You mean it within the context of legitimacy of one's ibadah, right? I don't even mean it in, of course I don't mean it in uh, in an unrestricted form. And I don't even mean it within the legitimacy of one's ibadah. I mean, I mean it in the, uh, I just want to say that these Bengalis yani, who, who have left the masjid right now, if you can see what damage they caused yani, to our website, yeah? They destroyed the website. I don't know what we did against Bengalis, but they're so upset. They're still upset with us. Okay? I don't know what happened. It all Lutz people. And once you upset Luti, it's game over. And I don't know what we did to upset Luti. I don't know. She's the one who's cussing us all the time and she's the one upset. What's going on? Right? So, um, I'm not even saying within the legitimacy of one's ibadah. I'm saying that doubt is a beautiful thing to save people from what's worse. That's what I want to say. I want to say that everybody suffers from what's worse. And if you actually suffer from doubt, legitimate, real doubt, you will cling to that because of its contradistinction to the haram plaything of that scumbag, what's worse. You know what I'm trying to say? Even though doubt is also from shaitan, right? Or he plays on it rather. But doubt will doubt legitimate legal. That's what I mean. Yeah, maybe you're right. Legitimacy. Yeah, maybe that's why you used the word legitimacy. But legal doubt. Yeah, legal doubt. Um, and by the way. Yeah, yeah. I think that's enough. Yeah. Right. Let's do some questions. Uh, let's see how far can I go. Question on the reasonings about before. Before and after Taslim bifurcation for the subtracting. What's bifurcation? What's bifurcate? What does that mean? I got no. I don't even know what the question meant before I saw bifurcation. Now I've seen bifurcation. I definitely have no idea what you mean, right? Um, I forgot to do sajda sahu for my isha far prayer and started my sunnah. Do I break my sunnah to complete the sajda sahu or can I do it after my sunnah prayer? I just want to say myself that if a person establishes the sunnah prayer, okay, I you know what? If you... We're going to be coming to this and I want to cover it in detail then because there's a lot of caveats. Okay? If a person repeated their prayer, that would have been the safer position basically. But I want to cover that in detail. It's going to come up in, next, I think, two weeks' time. I have a question regarding Surah Fatiha. I'm not sure if it's been covered. If a person starts the second surah in Raka'ah, if a person starts the second surah in Raka'ah, but then doesn't recall if they recited Surah Fatiha or not, do they go back to do it? I think they would have to because they missed a rukan if they were more than 50% sure they did not recite it. And do they make sense at the end, before or after Taslim? 
So in this scenario, Ayaz, if you were pretty sure that you had missed Surah Al-Fatiha, okay, and it doesn't matter where you would be, let alone in that in that scenario, then you would go back and you would recite the Fatiha. In this scenario, you would then add, you would, it would be considered an addition, because whenever you miss a Rukan, okay, it is by definition understood that you missed it and have to go back to it, which means that you have to add actions, which is why you have to do the Sajda Tasahu after the Taslim. Ironically, in your scenario, you haven't actually moved to another Rukan. You're still standing in the Fatiha position in a Sunnah act, which is the reciting of the Surah. In this scenario, you should do the Sujudah Sahu. You should do it afterwards, but if you did it before, no one would make a point of it. No one would make a point of it. Okay? Meaning it's okay to do it before or after, but in principle, it should stay to after. Right. Um Ruqayya says, We have been mentioning Allah to my kids since they were very little. Your clothing is from Allah. I say Alhamdulillah. Now three and four, the kids sometimes, while they are playing between themselves out of nowhere, say incorrect things about Allah. Allah went to sleep. He is wearing white clothes. So whilst this is good, I'm so confused. If I should stop them every time, I can overhear them and make it a teaching point. Or do I just ignore it? Uh, no, I think that you should make it a teaching point. Uh, uh, th th there's no, there's no reason why you would wait just for it to be said to you. Because it's just a point that needs to be made. Allah is not like us. Allah is the one who made us. Allah doesn't go to sleep like we go to sleep. Allah doesn't need to be described in this sense or that sense or whatever. And you just keep uh, repeating that. There's not a maximum number of times that you can repeat that. Um, I, I don't think there's any problem. Allah knows best. Diet related question. Why are people bothered by Diet Coke, Pepsi, which is zero calories whilst dieting. Because it has so... And it, listen. If you drink Diet Coke or Diet Pepsi, don't worry about what's in the vaccine. That's all I'm saying. Any person who asks about what's in the vaccine or I'm not taking a vaccine, or I'm going to die if I eat the vaccine, or drink the vaccine, or have the vaccine injected. And they drink Diet Coke and Diet Pepsi, which is full of poisons to raw, okay? It's not healthy, uh, Umru Qaya, okay? It's not good. I believe I is not stung twice. That's right. Question. Uh, question. An omitted rukan that leads to additions after taslim. Sajda, correct. But an omitted wajib that one was able to return to, but led to an addition. Sajda sahu is still before. Correct. That's absolutely correct. Why doesn't the principle of original mistake apply to the omitted rukan? What's original mistake? I don't know. I don't know what original mistake. I don't know what that question. I don't know what that means. Um... Uh, by the way, the reason that we have this differentiation is because when the Prophet ﷺ, he forgot the act, this is how he did it before the Taslim. And when he uh, uh, forgot a Rukan, he did it after the Taslim. That's the, that's the reason. Uh, 
He's a dog in his shaitan. If I'm reading a three unit prayer and in the first sitting of the shahud, I read up to the taslim, then realize I need to stand up. Do I need to do a sajda at the end? Very good. Very good. There are some scholars, like the Hanafis are very strict on this issue. But um, according to the Hanabila, there's no problem. According to our class position, there's no problem. Okay? You do not need to do sajda. Um, the division of something into two branches, the bifurcation of the... All right, there we go. Okay, so now can someone ask the question again? Reason proof, there was a hadith that we talked about, but for a reminder, why do we so clearly make a distinction for the sajda before or after? Only because the hadith do so. Anush, only because the hadith do so. Once the hadith indicate that the Prophet ﷺ did it before, did it after, that's the only reason. And despite that, the scholars then considered it still to be something flexible because they didn't all agree on what the reasonings were. Okay? Awais, uh, what if I know for sure that I made an addition in Dhuhr after Maghrib due to someone telling me? Do I repeat all the prayers to maintain order? No. I don't think you need to repeat all the prayers to maintain order. You just have to do your dhuhr again. When you do sajda before taslim, do you just read tashahud, durood, etc. and then do two sajuds and then taslim? Correct, Harith. That's our class position. The Hanafis say though that you should. Okay? See, Mesa comes through. For those who'd like to check out the lesson, it's in year 3, chapter 8, lesson 10. Something wrong with the link to the video, but this is the link to the transcription and that's the only thing that matters. Three shirts are done. We have a shop now. I didn't see any shirts, man. Come on, man. What's going on? You know, Marina, I don't know what kombu kombu kombuka is or kombucha, but iced tea is absolutely lovely, man. The problem, Marina, yeah, is that I don't, I can't find nice diet iced tea. I would love to swap for iced tea. It'd be the greatest move ever. But I can't find a diet iced tea. I can't have any sugar. Do you know that it's been two months since I had sugar? Even this much. I mean, I had a 24-hour yani blowout, but that's something irrelevant. The sugar, I, I only, I have no sugar at all. Only for a couple of months at a time, I mean. So, and I love iced tea. Oh my God. Oh, I love iced tea so much. Almost as much as Diet Coke, but it's I, I, it has to be sweet. I like the full sugar one. I've never had a nice diet one. It's got to be lemon as well. It can't be peach and all the rest of it. Right. No short distance. Well, when one is memorizing the Quran or doing the tasmiyah of the Quran to a teacher, is it necessary to do the Sajjah Tilawah every time? No. Once for the session is sufficient. Uh, if I, I So if I wonder, did I do one Sajjah or two Sajjah, is this doubt or what's worse? It depends upon... Whether you it is likely or not, if you're just sitting there wondering to yourself, then of course it's worse. Worse, but if you genuinely have reason to believe that for some reason uh, you need to uh, do it, then yeah, so then it's uh, the uh, you know that you didn't do it, then it's okay. Yeah, go ahead, Sabine, no problem. Um, <laughs> Luti Chowdhury, watch what I can make Pavlov do as soon as I drool, he'll smile and write in his little book. (laughs) 
The problem is, looks that you are way, way too clever for me. I have no idea what that even means. I, you know what it is, yeah. No, I'm a simple kind of guy. Looks, you lot are, are yeah, uh, literal. What's just my little, just my little thingy? Literary artists. You guys are on a different level. Iram, that's coming up in a couple of weeks. Okay. Yeah, I'm not getting a mega, a mega respect for kombucha, kombuka, whatever that is. So, <laughs> I tasted the way making a raspberry sounds. <laughs> Fentiman's rose lemonade. Oh, if it tastes anything like rose, which is Ruhavza. Is it twinnings or twinings? Super blends has a sweet aftertaste, no sugar. Give me a link. Link it up, man. Sh share that link, love, with that. Pavlov is there with his little bell. You see, I'm not. I'm a simple guy. I've got no idea what that meme is. You see, Sara is on a different level. Pavlov thinks he's trained the dog, but the dog is actually. But a dog is conditioning Pavlov. Okay, but even I got that. But I'm saying, where's the ref reference to me? I'm being played here. Even I got that, but I'm saying, Luti has played me here. I can see the message in the flipping cartoon, but what does it mean to me? I'm not hardcore Hanafi, but my husband is. So if I go by my class position, almost everything except what he, where he wants Hanafi rulings to be followed. I don't want to hop here and there for rulings, but I can't be hardcore Hanafi. That's just not for me. And I also want to keep him happy. I mean, that's something which, you know, uh, that's a tough one, man. That's 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 difficult. This idea that you know I should drop my fit position because of my husband, it there's basis for it because if fitna occurs as a result of it because of ignorance, then you know then that's a that's a that's that's a, that's that's you know then that legitimately allows you to change, right? Uh, your your fit position, but fit shouldn't be disrespected that much as well. So it's flexible to the level of fitna. But we shouldn't just assume, you know, normally it's like we'd say for our dad who's going to, you know, write us out of the inheritance or elderly or ignorant, whatever. But I mean, you know. Right. We are the only Muslim-led medical aid charity operating in the area. The majority of the beneficiaries are Muslims, as is our coordinator. If our coordinator married the volunteer Islamically before any intimacy occurred between them, then he hasn't broken our code of conduct in t if we interpret it Islamically. So then we shouldn't rep reprimand him for that. Listen, uh, Sabine, it is not your job or even Islamically correct for you to work out whether there were relations or not relations before he got married to this other girl. Okay? So I just, I, I, I just wouldn't go there. And I see no problem in you uh, not doing any reprimand or reprimand which is on paper or reprimand which is private reprimand is a big word right you could bring him in and give him a good shout down and say this is disgraceful blah 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 but the muslims are going to then lose out if you kick him out or kick the girl out or kick the family out whatever the all of the things in i go back to my answer the people should be protected prior primarily the charity's interest should come second okay and then the um uh and then the uh 
the Islamic kind of side, which doesn't really have an involvement for you. So I have no problem you not punishing anybody here. It's not exactly a punishable offense, but yeah. No, no, Lutz is too respectful to call me a dog. She's called me many things worse than a dog before, but not the only a dog. Kombucha is a fermented drink. <sighs> is, 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 is Marina one of these girls who drinks that, uh, those, uh, those Holston, those beers that are 0%? Yeah? That zero percent beer, you know. I'm a pack. That's the difference between me and Marina. Yeah, Marina's like, you know, she means she's a free soul and free spirit. I am a pack from the beginning. If it's got beer on it, yeah, I don't care if it's minus one percent alcohol, let alone yeah, I need no percent alcohol. I wanna, yeah, if it's got beer on it, it is gone. I'm one of those guys, you know, when you have the orange juice in a champagne bottle, you know, they they do that press for, for the, 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 the posh juice. With a cork and stuff. I'm sorry. I'm not that guy. I'm like my dad. Although not as bad as my dad. My dad will... will, will He will... You know what? My, let, me tell, let me tell you a story about my dad. My dad came to stay with me. You know, he comes every couple of days. He comes every couple of weeks for whatever, for a few days. Um, and uh, the kids love the halal sausages. You know, halal frankfurters. My dad opened the fridge to get some milk. And he saw a pack of halal frankfurters and he closed the put the milk back closed the uh fridge and he uh, said i'm going uh, we said what the hell's happened he goes and he, how did you put these frankfurters in this in this thingy the missus was like the halal uh, abaji the halal she, he's like i don't care if the halal who yani has yani who has food that looks like that looks like that even that's my dad now that obviously that's one step too far for me but don't be speaking to me about fermented drinks. Fermented drinks. Oh my God. Rose lemonade has so much sugar. I don't know about that. Fruit juice with carbonated water. Blah, blah, blah. Sounds expensive. Not interested. Not interested. Right. Uh, where are we? They never tell you how hardcore Hanifi they are until after you married to them. Well said. Well said. Often the husband bends to the fifth position of the wife, not to get anybody's hopes up. Scheme. <laughs> Even if kombucha generate guarantees me ten years of life, I'll never touch it. There we go. Alright. Uh where are we? Did anybody give me anything? Alright, I think we're gonna call it, guys. Nobody told me. Marina, once you've said fermented, it is game over. Once you've said fermented, listen, Sara has spoken. I trust Sara explicitly. And by the way, that's the best statement to close with. Best statement. Subhanakallahum bihamdika shadu an la ilaha wa atubu ilayk. If you drink Ruh Hafza, don't ask what is in the vaccine.